Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. God is good. Yes, He is. Proverbs 25, 25. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Amen. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. I want to preach on the subject, tell me about Jesus. Tell me about Jesus. You know, because we were all born with a fallen nature that we inherited from Adam and Eve after they fell, people left to their own devices have a tendency to be negative, amen, and, uh, and, and, not, and kind of doubt things, praise God. And, and that's why bad news sells. You know, there, you, you don't ever see any net networks that are, you know, hey, we're 24-hour good news only. Uh, because it wouldn't last. Amen. Bad news sells. Amen. And the worst they can make it, and, uh, and, they, and they get it all, whatever, out there. And even though it's shocking sometimes, whatever, it's popular. That's just the way it is in this world. Uh, and when you watch and listen to the news, the percentage of good news is so small, and it pales in comparison to the bad news. Uh, and, you know, it used to be when I was growing up, uh, that our news came from three main sources, newspapers, radio, and television. Amen. Three channels, ABC, CBS, and NBC. That was all we had when we were growing up. Amen. But these days, there's so many other ways to get your news. You can get it on cable TV, social media, websites, podcasts, blogs, even when you fill your gas tank up, there's news coming on the thing right there. And you're just minding your own business. The billboards are all interactive on the roads now. I mean, there's just, it's just overwhelming you with news. The point is, our society is overwhelmed with news that's mostly bad and mostly negative. Amen. And I don't care how strong you are, and I don't care how much you can handle, you think you can handle, there's a cost that to, for constantly consuming bad news. It'll cost us something. It'll cost us our peace of mind. It'll cost us our hope for the future. It'll shower us with doubt that can hinder our faith. It'll even cost us our well-being, soundness of mind, stability of heart, increased stress levels that can cause all kinds of physical issues in our body. The Bible said in Luke 21, 26, uh, men's hearts failing them from fear for the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. And we're, we're looking at those things right now. And verse 34 said, but watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with cares of this life. He said, watch out and don't let that happen. What we all need is right now is some good news and plenty of it. I said, we need some good news. Amen. Amen. And I'm not just talking about, hey, you know, the pastor found a bag of money on the way to church. That's pretty good news. You know, or whatever. Or, hey, you know, a brother so-and-so's, uh, you know, got three weeks vacation and they're going to have a great time. That's great news. Or, you know, hey, so-and-so's uh, 
you know, this or that, you know, those are all good news. Amen. Praise God. You know, hey, this so-and-so graduated, got their degree. Hey, that's great news. Praise God. I'm talking about news to combat this bad news stuff. Amen. Good news does wonders for all aspects of our life. Proverbs 25, 25, our text verse, as cold waters to a thirsty soul, so good is good news from a far country. Amen. And that far country is heaven. Praise God. And the, and the, the one that's overseeing that far country is Jesus. Praise God. And he's sending some good news our way that we need to remember and we need to keep it in front of us. Proverbs 15, 30, the light of the eyes rejoices the heart. And good news refreshes the bones. We need good news. But to find good news, you got to sift through. Amen. Sometimes it's like, you know, sifting through a dumpster to get to something that's good, which not much in there good, because it's all the craziness. But I'm telling you about finding the right source. Amen. The, to find the good news, you have to search for it. To find good news, you got to go to the right source. And there's no better source, amen, for good news than a good God whose name is Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! We're done with the bad news. Hit the road, Jack. Hasta luego, amigo. Amigo, whatever. Amen. Mispronouncing my Spanish again. Sorry. Amen. A little rusty. But Psalms 34, 8 said, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Taste and see that he's good and he's got good news for us. In other words, uh, we can't be consuming. We can't be eating with our eyes and ears a bunch of bad news and not think it's going to get affect us. It is, amen. But God is good and I'm going to taste and see and bless it as, a, as the man and woman and boy and girl that trust in him. Praise God for all their good news. Psalm 119 verse 68 talking about God. You are good and do good. You are good and do good. Yes. Amen. Praise God. Now his word is a wonderful source for good news. From the very beginning we read about how good God is. God created light. Amen. And the Bible said and God saw that it was Good. And then God separated the dry land from the oceans and seas. And then the Bible said in Genesis 1.10, and God saw that it was good. God created the grass and the herbs and the trees. And Genesis 1.12 said, and God saw that it was good. And then God made the sun, the moon, and the stars. And then Genesis 1.18, and God saw that it was good. And then God created the sea creatures and the birds. And then in Genesis 1.21, and God saw that it was good. You see a trend here? From the very beginning, we got a good God doing good things, and we got to remember, amen, from the beginning, who we're serving, praise God. Amen. And then God created all the animals, reptiles, and bugs. In Genesis 1.25, and God saw that it was good. And then God made man in his image, 
of the sixth day, amen, from the dust of the ground, and God stepped back to observe what he had done. And the, the very last verse of Genesis, amen, said, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. That very last verse of that first chapter, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good, and it was very good after six days. Very good. Amen. So we as God's children need to be such consumers of His good news that it fills our minds and our hearts and flows out of our mouths so we can share with all those around us. Praise God. Because what you consume is what's coming out. We know, amen, that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We know, amen, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we've got to fill our minds and our hearts with good stuff so good stuff comes out. Psalm 96.3, declare his glory among the heathen and his wonders among the people. Praise God. Hey, he wants us to declare the good news of God among the people. Amen. All his wonders and all his glory. In other words, don't tell me how the world's going down the tubes. We can see that. Amen. Tell me. Amen. How good Jesus is. Praise God. Don't tell me how bad things are getting. Amen. Tell me about Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Don't tell me about all the things that are going wrong. Let's look at Jesus and see all the things that are right. Yes. Woo! Tell me about Jesus today. And I'm going to have hope. And I'm going to get my spring back in my step. And I'm going to hold my head up high. And I'm going to walk in this world. Not of the world. I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. Because I'm going to another world. Amen. I'm just a stranger and a pilgrim. I'm just passing through. Amen. Praise God. So don't focus on or don't speak about how hard things are because my Bible said that nothing is too hard for the Lord to handle. God asked Abraham why Sarah laughed at what he said when Sarah, an old woman, amen, almost 90 years old, and she was in the tent making some food and this two, these three men came to visit Abraham. One of them was God in human form. The other two were angels in human form. And God had just told Abraham, Sarah's going to have a son. She heard it through the tent flap there and she chuckled while she's washing dishes or something. She laughed and God said, why did your wife laugh at what I just said? And he said these words, God said to Abraham, Genesis 18, 14, Is anything too hard for the Lord? And that's a rhetorical question because God is saying that, saying, you know what? Nothing's too hard for me. If I say she's going to have a baby, she's going to have a baby. Amen. So the reason I spent so much time sharing with you about all that goodness in Genesis chapter 1, the beginning of God's creation, is because if God did all of that, He can certainly take care of whatever is going on in your life, whatever you think is going wrong in your life, whatever you think is going south in your life, going bad in your life. He can take care of it. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Not so, not so, not so. 
Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. There is nothing too hard for you. When Babylon was about to conquer Judah and take him captive for 70 years, amen, Jeremiah was wondering how it could all turn out well. If we lose our homeland, they've, they've torn down, they've burned the city, they've torn down, they're going to tear down the wall, they're going to, they're, all these things are going to take us captive, how it's all going to turn out. And the Bible tells in response to that, God speaking to Jeremiah and him wondering about all this in 32:27, he said, God said, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me, Jeremiah? Amen. Yeah, you're going to be taken captive because of the, the past sins of the people and the leaders and all that stuff. But I will bring you out. It'll be 70 years, but you're coming out and you're going to build the temple and you're going to build the wall and you're going to build the city again and you will be a nation again because nothing's too hard for me. Amen. So don't say that it's impossible that there is no way things can turn around for the good. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know the situation. Oh, no. I, I might not know the whole situation, but I know a God that nothing is impossible for. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I want you to tell me about Jesus, and I'll tell you about Jesus. We're not going to just sit over here in the corner and cry in our root beers and say, Oh, well, I guess it's just all going to go to pot. Oh, no, I'm going to stand up and stand on his word and stand in faith and say, God is still on the throne and he's got a plan. And as long as I'm in his plan and his will, it shall be well with us. Oh, hallelujah. Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible. Amen. We understand that with men, it's impossible. We all need to admit that. Praise God. Sometimes people think they're superhuman or whatever. Especially guys. Amen. The pride, the ego, and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And the girls just look at us and, you know what? You need to just like calm way down. There, there, there's, no, there's no greater thing of a man thinking that he can do something than to put a full, like a full-size mattress on the top of his car without even hardly strapping it down and just holding his hand outside the window while he's driving. I got this. I got this. And he doesn't realize one little wind and that baby's flying off and hitting somebody. I got it. I got it. You don't have nothing. Just like we don't have the mattress, we don't have a situation. We don't know what to do. Now that we got that out of the way, he knows what to do. He knows what to do. Praise God. With men, this is impossible. Yes, but with God, all things are possible. Luke 1.37, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mark 9.23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So if you understand, it's not possible with us. Get that out of the way. Now we got to depend on God. And now if we believe in an impossible working God, then it's going to be okay. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter how bleak it looks. It doesn't matter how final it appears. You know, Jesus was in his ministry going about and, and uh, one of the 
rulers of the synagogue named Jairus came up to him and said, Lord, my daughter is at home, my 12-year-old daughter, and she is lays. She's laying, dying of some sickness, and she's about to die. And I, I was hoping you could come and, and, and do something and, and, and heal her. Uh, amen. And, and uh, the Bible said, Luke 8, 49, while he yet spake. So they were on their way to the house. Well, while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. But let me tell you something, folks. You're never a bother to God. You're never any trouble to God. Don't say, God, you know, I don't want to bother you. I don't want to trouble you. I don't care if it's three in the morning. You bother him. You trouble him because he doesn't think of it that way. He wants you to call on him. It doesn't matter. He's never closed. He's open for business all the time. Trouble not the master. It was a good thought. Thanks for thinking about me. You might as well just head down and just go about your business. Don't trouble Jesus anymore with this situation. She's dead. It's final. Don't bother or inconvenience him. There's no sense in, you know, in, in keeping any hope alive in my heart now. Amen. But you know what Jesus said? Luke chapter 8, verse 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. He just said she's dead. She shall, fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. So Jesus went in and everybody was mourning and crying because she died. Amen. Pronounced dead and all that stuff. Amen. And then he walked in and he told everybody, hey, why are you guys all sad? She's not dead. She's just sleeping. And they laughed him. They almost laughed him out of that house. They said, oh, you're a joke. And he went into the room and only allowed Peter and James and John to go in there. And everyone else he put out. He put them all out. Amen. Hallelujah. Because even the Lord didn't want doubt around him when he was trying to do something good. Amen. We find out he was raised in Nazareth. Praise God. And when he went to Nazareth back after he started his ministry and he went back to his hometown, and they said, hey, this is the guy we grew up with. Hey, we went to school with him. Hey, he, see, he thinks he's the Messiah. And he, the Bible said he could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Matthew 13, 58 tells us that. Amen. Praise God. But I'm here to tell you, when Jesus put him out, and he grabbed that little girl's hand and said, Get up! It's not time for you to go. And she got up out of that bed, and it, was, it went from a, a crying situation to tears of joy and, and a beautiful celebration of life after that. Amen. What I'm trying to tell you, sometimes we think it's over. Sometimes we think, I don't even think God can. You don't, you don't want to think that. Let God say when it's over. We don't understand. We don't know the situation. We just need to keep our faith wide open and see what happens. Trust in God. 
I want to talk that uh, the importance of believing the right source, the importance of getting the right report and the right uh, faith in God is so important. Amen. Who shall believe our report? Amen. The good report of the Lord. We can't believe bad reports. We can't accept them. We've got to wait for God's report. Amen. Nahum 115. Behold upon the mountains the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace. Amen. Praise God. That's the person we need to hear from. That's the person we need to talk to. The, the feet of him who brings good news, who publishes peace. Not, not war, not division, not this, not that. Amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 10. The angel said to them, to those shepherds, uh, when Jesus was born that night, uh, amen, in Bethlehem, they said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And what was the good news? Amen. That God had come finally in the, in the flesh and he was going to be the savior of the world and he was going to turn it around then. And he did. And he's going to turn it around now according to his will Amen. the good news is that God so loved the world that he became one of us died for us body broken for our healing blood shed for the forgiveness of our sins and our salvation amen and Jesus and his apostles spoke about this wonderful word called the gospel amen and you know what the gospel it literally means it really means good news a good message, glad tidings. Amen. The gospel is only mentioned in the New Testament because it's the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of the kingdom. But it's mentioned 104 times in the New Testament. That's why we need to understand. It was mentioned a lot because we want to hear the good news a lot. And it was mentioned out of the 27 books of the New Testament, it was mentioned in 19 of them. The good news of the gospel, praise God. And something mentioned that many times by that many writers must mean God wanted to get a point across to his people, amen, that we need to be consuming good news from his kingdom the good news of the gospel Romans 10 verse 15 as it is written how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things amen you see how important the church is these days you see how important the kingdom of God is? How important it is for us to get the good news. We need to get it on Thursdays. We need to get it on Sundays. And then when we're at our houses, we need to crack open that Bible or if you have it on electronically speaking, whatever, and we need to read it during the week in our own personal devotion and walk with God and pray and let God tell us some good news and read about some good news. Amen. And push this other stuff out. The gospel is the good news generally speaking that's what it literally means but it specifically means the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ apostle Paul tells us that once this gospel is preached it's got to be received and then when we receive it we stand on it and then when we stand on it we will be saved by it and that's the important thing because you're going to feel, we feel a lot better when we know we're saved and we know we're on the right road. Praise God. He also tells us that the gospel is the power of God to all those who believe it. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The gospel is power. 
Amen. Good news refreshes the bones, the power of the gospel. How do we obey the gospel? Amen. Amen. How do we receive this good news into our lives? Acts 2.38 tells us, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's the wonderful gospel in one verse. And it's, it's supported, amen, and confirmed by many other sources in the Bible. But if, if you just want one verse to tell you what the gospel is, that's it right there. Amen. So tell me about Jesus. Amen. I'm not saying we don't go through things. I'm not saying, amen, that, you know, things don't affect us. But I'm just saying, you know what, Lord? What I have control over, help me. Help me to get some good news coming my way. Help me to focus on, go to the source of the good news. Help me to go to the wells of salvation and the rivers of living water and get the good news coming my way. Amen. Tell me about what he's done. Tell me about his glory. Tell me about his mighty works and his wonders among the people. Amen. Tell me what he's done and tell me what he can do for me. Tell me about the good news of his gospel that I might be saved. I might be encouraged. And I might be able to turn around and share it with somebody else. Praise God. Would you stand with me? What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.